This is Delicious Matt Bear, and you're listening to Footstuff. Man, I am so into jungle music right now. (laughs) Speaking of jungle music, let me read off some of the hits from the Gin Blossoms. Hey Jealousy. That's a great song. Found Out About You. Really good song. Follow You Down. Decent. Till I Hear It From You. Decent. What about Allison Road? Where do we fall there on Allison Road? I would say it's decent. So mostly decent? Yeah, mostly decent. Okay. Fun fact, Gin Blossoms played a a concert in Wyoming when I lived there and they got booed off the stage and straight out of the town. <laughs> <laughs> they just kept following them Fucking out of the concert commies. venue. Boo! I think one of Take them had left. long hair and it set off someone. <laughs> well, hey gang and welcome Fucking to the kids and their music. <laughs> welcome to Put Stuff Podcast. This is episode 114 of the Outdoor Recreation Comedy. We are ostensibly live and recording in, in Studio 7, just outside of New York State's largest wilderness area, Foot Stuff Podcast brings you stories of adventure, antics, and activism from around the country. My name is Tyler Eight-Wheeler SoCash, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm joined tonight by a mostly vaccinated crew of podcasters harnessing the 5G so they can see us in Japan. <laughs> hey, Japan. <laughs> to my immediate studio left is Delicious Matt Bear. Juice arm. Sounds like a character from Ollie G. <laughs> Oh, and Wade's Lounge is Wade Bastion himself. Oh, the renowned entomologist. <laughs> Barry the Barrel Basher. <laughs> <laughs> the man from the hospital is back. It's the inimitable Jeremy Utz. Must action. <laughs> Must action. Must action. I saw, action. I saw that all the way from Australia, you got props from Samwise. Uh, Samwise in Australia. Yeah, that's where the name comes from. I think his comment said something about look at that must action. And I thought, that's really funny. That was fucking fantastic. <laughs> that man and his dangerous creatures he's always surrounded by. Did you see that he had like a parrot in like a box the other day or something? What? Like that? Let's just pop like a, a pee on this box so everybody knows. It was in like a laundry bo- like a laundry basket or something, it looked like. I believe Samwise, his, you could find him on Instagram, Samwise underscore full underscore throttle. Is it Samwise mm-hmm. full throttle? Yeah, yeah, Samwise full throttle. I, there might have been one too many underscores in there, but we'll yeah, find you'll, you'll figure it out. Well, this week, Footstuff Podcast will bring you some hiker news. Then we'll do a deep dive commemorating the first winter ascent of K2, bringing you only the most recent news. <laughs> this happened in 2021. It's worth commemorating. You'll see why. But let's begin with a little bit of foot stuff. I honestly don't think we've ever done this, but someone here has achieved greatness, and we should begin quite possibly for, what is this, 114 episodes? Jeremy Utz. You were endeavoring to try to ski for 50 days in 2021. Have you accomplished this? 
Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> One, it feels weird to go first because I always go last. Yeah. And it's um, always okay to give up. It is. <laughs> and actually, so my goal was to ski 100 days. And <laughs> I, d- <laughs> I did fall short of that. And I realized as a older gentleman uh, with a full-time job that skiing 100 days is mostly impossible. Lofty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, pretty rough, but I kind of figured that out in December when there was like no snow and uh, I didn't go skiing at all. Yeah, it was a slow start. This yeah, year. so uh, yeah, fifty kind of became like the goal that I was kind of shooting towards, and I I did make it. Um, thanks to uh, the help of Tyler and Wade, I was Hell like yes. a proud dad at that <laughs> ski were. slope, Mount Pisgah <laughs> ski area in Saranac Lake, the capital of the Adirondacks. Saranac Lake, the largest incorporated town in the Adirondack State and Park. And all-America city. It, it is an all-America America. Not Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is a pretty nice town. I live there. I sold a man a bicycle there t- today, and that was pretty cool. Today? But, yeah, today. Was it I, your bike? It was my bike. Okay. <laughs> no, he's just pedaling bikes. I bike. walked by a bike today. Wait, that, that is what you do, though. You do pedal <laughs> yeah, bikes. Yeah, exactly. te- technically. <laughs> you want it to move, you have to pedal it. You don't have to do that, though. Sometimes I just sit on it. But then don't you fall over? No, if you just sit on it, it's a chair. Uh, Let's talk about April 5th, 2021, the one of the best days of my life, when I pulled up into the parking lot and saw... Of course, Jeremy hadn't arrived yet. Jeremy was still zipping people up at the hospital. But the first person I saw was Wade Bastion. And yep. Wade alerted me that this would be the very first time in April of 2021 that we would ever ski together. Yeah, that's Which is true. so weird, yeah. right? Because we do a lot of shit together. I mean, yeah. not so much this last year, obviously. But for the most part, like we've done a lot of stuff together as yeah. a group. Yes. And each of us pair oh, off and Is it do not shit, clear like, for feet peeps that... Outside of the podcast, we have a medium friendship. Medium <laughs> friendship. Medium friendship. Medium friendship. I have definitely slept in a tent with Tyler before. That's true. Forcibly. <laughs> I said, Jeremy, do you hear all that screaming? And you didn't wake up. <laughs> you didn't wake up. Yeah, man. Um, it felt really good to finish that uh, the 50th ski day on Pisgah. I genuinely love Mount Pisgah. I can it's see it. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's I can, first time I skied there. Yeah. I can okay. see it from my living room. And I love what it represents. It represents small town skiing. It represents uh, a place for kids to go after school because they don't. They open when school lets out and they stay open late at night so that kids in Saranac Lake who have nothing to fucking do can go and ski. And I also love that they don't charge for uphill passes when they're closed. Yeah. And that is also really fucking cool. I get that every ski resort can't afford to do that, but this one can. And it makes it super fucking fun. Yes. From Mount Pisgah in Saranac Lake, I had never been before, which was shocking to me. I've lived in the Adirondack Park most of my life. From Mount Pisgah, what a view. Yeah. You can see Lion Mountain way to the northeast. You can see Whiteface, the fifth tallest mountain in New York State. And you can see the Saranac River in its serpentine path. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the Northern Forest Canoe Trail. You could take a boat from Old Forge, New York. All the way to Fort Kent, Maine, via that, that's one of the rivers you follow. And Fort I just... Kent. Fort Kent, Maine. I thought it was so cool to see this expansive view. And you know what? Our friend Steve French joined us there. And Kate was there that day. Yeah. Yes. We were so pumped. We got up to the top of Mount Pisco. We had to put on 
our skis, we motored all the way up to the top, and we created a stoke tunnel. I saw Caitlin <laughs> Kelly yeah. call that a stoke tunnel. I was going to call it a send portal, but I think that might be a different thing. <laughs> yeah, we had a send portal is, sounds yeah. pretty, pretty good. pretty close, right? We had yeah. a glory tunnel set up for Jeremy Utz. That's a different thing. <laughs> That's a Wait, different podcast. Jeremy skied Pole up stuff. to the, the, the highest point of snow on Mount Pisgah, and Steve French, Kate, Wade, and I, we, for, we put our poles in a ski arch, and right when Jeremy... Scarch. Yeah, starch. Scarch. starch. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy went through, and then he just dropped the knee every turn, and he skied his 50th day at Mount Pisgah. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah. Woo! It, was, it, it, actually, it was really good that day, too. Yeah, you could actually was. ski down for the most part without too many uh, holes. And then, yeah, I went the next day again with Steve French... Um, which was fun. I skied with him a little bit, and I skied with. Uh, shout out to Jeffrey Murray. Um, oh yeah, I know Jeff, Jeff. Murray. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, so yep. he, yep, he's very very cool man. Yeah, um, he and I were out uh, tele skiing. He's a tele tele skier too. Yeah. He's. I've also never seen anyone skin by just uh, walking in the mud with skis on, but it worked. <laughs> Did he have pogey with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Pogi's nice dog. dog. Yep. Um, so yeah, I skied with I skied with him, which was really fun. That was day fifty one, and then day yeah, that was fifty one skiing with Steve French, and then day fifty two was actually my birthday, so I got birthday oh, turns. And what? Uh, happy birthday! Yeah, Beans was at work, so I met a friend of the pod, Nate Atkin Atkinson. Yeah, Atkinson. Atkinson. I met Nate builds canoes. Yeah, he. He is a builder. Um, he also skied with Dan Wofter the entire length of the Jackrabbit Trail. And I warned him day. about going on adventures with Dan Wofter. <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional athlete. <laughs> um, yeah, so I skied with Nate, who is a really good skier, too. Yeah. Really good skier. Um, and that was super fun. I have actually never met him until that, until that day. So that was super fun. But 52... Uh, there was definite booters involved up and down just to ski like a hundred feet. So, feels like uh, my ski season is definitely over. Well, Jeremy, congratulations again. Everyone is proud of you. Everyone, Woo. Jeremiah Super Tramp on the Insta Machine. Follow Jeremy and tell him how proud of him you are. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I have a few, just a few things to add for my foot stuff this week. It's been a short week for uh, foot stuff. And I'll just go over a few of my favorites. Ready? These are some superlatives from Tyler. My favorite movie, Home Alone. Wait a fucking (laughs) second, you ignorant slut. Okay. Which one? The first one or the second one? The first one. The third one. one. Whoa. Scarlett Johansson, baby. This Gojo? I I thought it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I thought she was the Russian lady with a wig Wait, Scojo is Kevin McAllister? Yeah, but... She never does the hand on the face thing. They get an extra to do that in the third one. I also and it's a face unrelated. Yeah, face I got double. Charlize Theron confused with Scojo in a movie the other day, and I felt very silly. Wow. Yeah, they don't look anything alike. You sound silly talking about. What's that, that movie right now? with Bill Murray that she's in? Oh, Lost in Translation. That is a very sad a f- movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one to watch. <laughs> well, yeah. my favorite pastime. Back to superlatives. Um, uh, I'm a numismatist. I like to collect coins. Uh, what? My favorite sport, lawn darts. Favorite American city, Believe Land. I love Cleveland, Ohio. Fifth favorite city, Portland, Maine, in no particular order. I love Portland, Maine. This. I also do love Cleveland. You got to go mm-hmm. to 
the is it called the flats in Cleveland? Anyone who knows this, talk to me. But the flats that's the, that's the na- that's the neighborhood you want to go to. It's where Whoa. all the strip. We're clubs getting up. Oh, maybe this is one of the footsteps. <laughs> hey, I'm recording the show right now. You're actually on the microphone. Do you want to say something? Yeah, sorry I didn't do the dishes either. I was kind of running around. Wow. <sighs> we still don't have a dishwasher. <laughs> I got applications out there, but no one wants to do it. <laughs> this brings me to my point. I have a favorite sound. I've identified my most favorite sound in the world. Oh, can I guess? Yes. Because I have always thought this. So this is also a, a side tangent that I'm going to go into again, and there's going to be a lot of these tonight. <laughs> I have always thought that Anyone who knows Vine and YouTube culture is going to know what I'm talking about. But I have always thought that Tyler was the adult version of the kazoo kid. (laughs) So I'm thinking that you love kazoos. (laughs) Kazoo makes sense for Tyler. Do you know who the kazoo kid is? I'm sure if I heard or saw it, I would There's a Vine that's very famous of a little blonde kid who's like running and then he turns around and says, Wait! Who are you, anyways? That's the fucking kazoo kid. It's an infomercial about how about trying to sell fucking kazoos to children in the nineties. <laughs> well, I don't. I yes, that is kazoo that, kid. That is one kazoo of my favorite dad. sounds. It is true. Uh, but another, the sound of a sheep exploding. Another favorite sound that I particularly love is when you're in a house and all of a sudden you hear a low rumble and you recognize that it's it's the sound of a street sweeper wade i (laughs) wait like a real one or like a machine gun because we were listening to dmx earlier (laughs) yeah like a young boy i love hearing (laughs) (laughs) what nubbins (laughs) no a street sweeper i don't broom i don't like old man marley is that a chimney sweep are you talking about chimney sweeping Wade? well yeah because then you Is he the also the guy business. that shovels the salt? Well, yeah, because that's definitely a thing, especially in the North Country. I saw like 30 people today just like sweeping off sidewalks yeah. and streets. And like, it, I don't know yeah, why, but they're doing near it. near their driveway, not even their <laughs> oh, driveway. Oh, I'm going to put this sand from the sidewalk under the street, I tell you. Never put it over here, I tell you. Right now, the sanitation workers of the towns of the Adirondacks All have are, COVID. They, they're sweeping <laughs> riddled the streets. Riddled with it. <laughs> Street sweepers, you know, they're like Zambonis with a vendetta. They hear, are out I, there. No, I hear Zam- them at like 4 a.m. You probably do too, Wade. Oh, yeah. Fuck those guys. No, it's Zambonis with mustaches is the way to think of <laughs> oh, it. okay. They're Italian Zambonis. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. What did we say about no ethnic slurs on Dang this it. podcast? <laughs> okay. You want me to sweep this extra $2, huh? Gabagoo. <laughs> I'm driving a chimney sweep over here, ah! When you hear the sound of a street sweeper, a glorious new era is being ushered into your town. You can finally begin the era of rollerblading. It's so my foot stuff this week is I strapped on rollerblades. Kate and I wait. Do they strap or tie? Because mine have laces. Actually, it's funny. Mine tie strap. And buckle. Wow. <laughs> what kind? That's pretty serious. Are they like knee high? No, I talked blades? to Jeremy about this before. These are Rollerblade brand. Yeah, Rollerblade brand. Are the Rollerblade brand is pretty roller good. Blade brand. Man, I still have mine. I we need to go. We gotta go. So everyone, Footstuff Nation, we're all gonna Rollerblade. All of us. We're all gonna get together. We're gonna have a blade gang. Yeah, and bring a <laughs> hockey stick. 
but we're not going to play hockey. But just bring the stick. That way, everyone knows. Wait, I actually, I don't think it's good to advertise that you're going to have a blade gang. We could be like the kids in Dogma. No, we could. We could all watch Wesley Snipe movies together. Blade gang. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I know it's mud season, gang. It's I want to be season. Whistler. <laughs> it's mud season in the Adirondacks. It's mud season anywhere where there was snow. Everything's melting. Anywhere there's mud, it is currently mud. <laughs> you know what's really fun to do in the spring? After the streets are clean and they're safe to rollerblade, I asked New Kate, anime always comes I asked out Kate too. if she intended to have an accident because that would mean if she did plan to have an accident, we should put on knee pads, shoulder pads, wrist uh, guards, wrist guards, uh, ear, every kind of guard and pad is Nose important. Plug. Helmets. Patches, you should wear all of guard. those things when you rollerblade because we, we fell because the streets aren't perfect yet. The street sweepers haven't hit all the streets yet. There's still some dirt out there, but it is this one of North the, Country. The streets are never perfect. They're never perfect here. You, there's always a pothole. They're mostly dirt. What a fun way to recreate in the spring when the trails might not be so great and there's tons of snow melting up high, rotting away. Go hit the streets and play some roller hockey. Put We're on rollerblades. Go around town. What a fun thing to do! So we we rollerbladed fun. around Lake Placid. There's a path around Mirror Lake. It's probably a, a mile to get around. Maybe a little bit less than that. The Mirror Lake Trail. Oh, what I think a it is great. actually a mile. It's a great loop. I would highly recommend it. Everyone that saw Kate and I rollerblade by, one woman dropped her fork at the cottage restaurant as we rollerbladed by because they were, I don't know, aghast at the fact that people were out having fun. Everyone said, look at that, as we rollerbladed by. Uh, it was great. It was so fun until we both crashed. Lake Placid is fun to rollerblade in. The last time that I wore mine was in Lake Placid, and I, too, went up to, well, from where I lived, it was up. But I went up to Main Street, and I skated down Main Street, and I had a blast. And then I sent it from Main Street all the way down to where that Sunoco gas station is and then went down that next hill and oh, ended up down, by down to the Chubb River. And I wore the brake. It was brand new. <laughs> and now I don't have a brake. Yeah, right. <laughs> Be careful out there if you're rollerblading. The streets are still sandy, but holy cow. That's so cool. Favorite thing to do is now to rollerblade. Uh, delicious Matt Bear. So I've been getting out and doing some bike stuff lately. I've gotten the road bike out for the first time this year. Yeah, hey, I got mine out today. Which is awesome. Yeah, I went and did a, a quick out and back from Keene to Jay, which is just a fun little... Um, That's a great uh, place to ride. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Nice just road, Nice yeah. shoulder. Really, really yeah. nice shoulder. Um, not too hilly. And it's real easy to get some good miles in. There's great, a good swimming hole in there, views. too. That's give, why I turned around. Perfect. Please yep. give those road cyclists a nice wide berth. Be kind to the cyclists Every out there. time you see someone riding a bike, you should roll down your window and say thank you because they're conserving valuable resources that you can then squander. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And the other road biking adventure I got to have was around the great city of Albany. Mm. Um, Allison and I actually did end up doing a 21-mile loop. It did, It wasn't originally supposed to be this long, but we went down to a nice coffee shop and then down to the Hudson River and went along part of the, the river trail down there. And then we actually ended up going back over to the Helderberg to Hudson Rail Trail. And then riding... That looked really fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, and then we that rode so that fun. all the way back up... Um, 
I think it goes about nine miles. We we did that whole thing and then biked back through rail the neighborhoods trails, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, rail trails, fantastic. It was it was yeah, great biking, yeah. great scenery. Um, different for me. I, I haven't spent too much time in cities before, so riding around there was really fun. If you, Albany actually has some fantastic bike lanes around uh, there, it's really good. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, some of the best. My, bike riding i've ever had was when i lived in like pittsburgh and cincinnati mm-hmm. with a single gear bicycle just yeah. like yeah riding in traffic and it's very exhilarating very if fucking you fun, are man. listening to this podcast on a train stop the train pull up the ties stop the train get rid of those rail cars <laughs> get rid of those rail cars pave a path shake every bicyclist's hand that's a rail trail yes yeah. tell thank them <laughs> thank them and in addition to the road biking i've also been doing a little more mountain biking as well also down in albany it's still mud season up here in the adirondacks still yeah. too wet to ride unfortunately but down south um i did get to check out the schenectady central park uh, which is fantastic. It's a great network. I think we did about five miles, um, just like a big loop around there. Uh, really fun, some cool features. And then we got to check out Lock 7, which is another spot um, down on the river. And it's, it's right between Lock 6 and Lock 8. Is that right, Wade? No, it's reversed. <laughs> it's between locks eight and six. six yeah, exactly. Six. Eight yeah. and six. Oh, yeah. That makes yep. more sense. You go and the that, other direction. Yeah, that also has a rail trail. Um, or Actually, no, it's not a rail trail. It's just a bike path. But we, you go up the bike path, and then there's mountain bike trails off to the left. And I did get a flat tire up there. Yes. Very unfortunate. Ooh. Had to walk my bike back. It was, oh, no. Uh, it was devastating. But... Shout out to the good folks at Friedman Sports who got it fixed up for me. Um, that was awesome. Thank you very much. And yeah, it was a great, uh, great intro to mountain biking down there. Um, also checked out um, Thatcher State Park again. I went over there. They mm. they have a lot of climbing over there, but it, it is not it is not open yet. Is Thatcher State Park the one where there's a big cliff? Is there yes. a cliff and the high school students all hang out there? Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Yeah, be very careful. Don't I hate those high school students. They make fun <laughs> Be of careful. Me. If you're in high school, be careful. Exactly. But we went for a little trail run around there and um, checked out the climbing um, climbing routes for, for the upcoming season. But I don't think that opens until May 1st. And then... I did get to um, go and have my first day out on the rock of the season. Ooh, yeah, where'd you Al- go? Allison and I headed down to the Gunks. Oh, um, and yeah, I had a great time at the traps and did a couple of great pitches. Uh, classic climb, three pines. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just great getting back out on the rock again, getting some big exposure, uh, like. All the climbs at the gunks. Yeah. Classic <laughs> classic uh five three gunks where you're just going up like a vertical corner and just like horrendous exposure beneath you. And yeah, it was it was great. It was great. Uh that was really fun. Um loved hanging out there. You got fantastic view of New Paltz, and then from the other side, we could see almost the entirety of the Devil's Path in the Catskills. Oh, cool! No there, way. Which was sweet. Yeah, you could actually see. Allison was pointing out the whole like mountain range outline of it, which was sick. That's um, cool. Yeah, a ton of elevation change on that trail. It looks like uh, it looks pretty. Yeah, gnarly. I've heard that it's. Um, but yeah, that was my foot stuff. It was a great, great week. Thank you, delicious Matt Bear. Finally, Wade Bash. Hello. 
I don't know if we've ever ended with you in a footstuff segment before. I don't before. think so. Dear yeah. my, oh my. Makes a good caboose, though. Look at them gams. Yeah, look at my gams. Alabaster thighs, <laughs> renowned entomologist Wade Bastion. Um, How are the fleas? The fleas, getting better. I okay, think they good. all died. Uh, no, I think they're still around. There's pockets of snow. Oh, can they only live on snow? Yeah. No, they can only live in pockets of snow. <laughs> Shout out pockets. Uh, so, hey, yeah, the mayor. Um, I Just after we recorded last, I went into Colden to cover for one night out at the outpost. Um, so that was... Did you you went out to in. Lake Colden in the High Peaks Wilderness the high area? High Peaks Wilderness area, <laughs> yep. Six miles from the lodge. Uh, went out on Saturday and... With the because we, we got snow kind of like late in the week last week, so it was like I felt kind of dumb for not skiing in because I probably like at least uh, I could have probably walked the first mile and then put my skis on and skied the Wait, rest of the way. This might surprise listeners in Rochester, Syracuse. Where else do we have listeners? Louisville, Kentucky, perhaps Japan, Japan. Yeah. We still have snow. Oh, Japan is yeah. Japan would know. They know about snow. They have Mount Fuji, the highest snowfall uh, average snowfall in the world. In the world, also Mount most Fuji. climbed Hokkaido. mountain in the in world. In the world, good Matt Bear. Look at you, the second most climbed mountain in the world. I've heard Mount Monadnock. Mount Monad- Matt Bear has got two right answers tonight. Have you ever climbed Mount Monadnock? Yes, once. What about you? Uh, three times. Wow! It's on my list. I have not. <laughs> you but it's right. Coward. It's near where my family lives in southern Vermont, and I've been to Keene, New Hampshire. You're you so close. Mount you fucking I bought tweed my camera, jacket. my Nikon camera at Monadnock Imaging, a camera store in Keene that I do not think is in business anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and wait, there's a course. camera store in Keene. Yeah, I think the only thing in Keene is this studio. No, other Keene. Keene, New Hampshire. Big Keene. This is little Keene. Yeah, that's a big Keene. There's a lot of stuff there. Wait, a camera store? There's a a movie theater and a strip mall. That's all you need for a town. Wait, a movie theater and a strip mall or a movie theater? No, old strip mall, now movie theater. And you said you saw Pete Townsend there. From the who? <laughs> Isn't that the guy who was doing that research? He was doing research. Uh, <laughs> he was doing I research. Like that yeah, kind of research. He was. That's the Gates research right there. Yeah, he was doing hey, research. Boom. Yeah. He was um, citizens arrest. <laughs> okay, despite what Pete Townsend of the Who did, Wade, <laughs> you are going to tell us that there is an ungodly amount of snow still up yeah, high. Yeah. Uh, so out at Lake Colden and in the Floodlands, there's probably still two and a half feet of snow on the ground. What should two, one wear feet? on the feet in mid-April in the Adirondacks? Socks. Socks. Small canoes. Shoes. Uh, and then in addition to that, have spikes and snowshoes ready to switch back and forth. It's honestly getting to the point, it was getting to the point while I was out there last week that even with snowshoes on, you're sinking in the trail probably mm. close to, you know, two, maybe three inches. So it's going to be like always post-holing with snowshoes on season pretty soon, which is the absolute worst time to go hiking. Um, but yeah, there's tons of snow out there and you got to be able to switch back and forth. Sounds like a great spikes. time to do street and nigh. Street, <laughs> go up street and high. Be careful about yeah. that stream crossing. Yeah, yeah. Don't get stuck on the other side because the angels will just throw you a sleeping bag and come get you in the morning. And Wade, did you get to do anything fun while patrolling the wilderness? Uh no, because I was only out. I was out there for just one night, and I was out there for shorter days than I'm used to. So uh, I put up some signs. I went down into the flowed lands, checked some campsites, cleaned up some trash. 
uh, talked to a couple people, not too many people that were out. Um, I did cross Avalanche Lake, which was nice. Uh, it's always great when I can do that. Uh, I have no idea what the condition of the lakes are right now, especially after all these warm lakes sunny days. Lakes so, are melting. Uh, the careful. ice is melting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I skied while I was out there. Um, so I thought I had my last days of skiing on Saturday and Sunday, which was nice, just putzing around Lake Colden and checking the sights there. But then I uh, came out and went to Pisco, which is great. Um, other than that, I've kind of been laying low. Uh, we have a lot of the the motorized use window in the wilderness areas coming up where uh, they will do the flights to resupply all of the outposts in the backcountry. And then it's chainsaw season. So that's when it's uh, cutting time. uh, (laughs) You know, you should really read that manga chainsaw man. That's just a guy, but instead of arms, chainsaw would come in handy. Uh, They, the state allows in wilderness areas uh, for four weeks in the spring. And then I think it's a week or two weeks in the fall. Some it, it has changed in the past to be able to use motorized, uh, equipment in the backcountry in certain settings. It all has to be approved. So that's chainsaw season. So we have a lot of stuff coming up. So I've kind of been laying low. Uh, the one thing I've been doing uh, quite frequently is I have been walking uh, along 86 from downtown Saranac Lake out to the mobile by Aldi, buying an iced tea, walking up to the church that's behind it at the uh, the Will Rogers or whatever that yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, cutting through the playground there to the train tracks and walking the train tracks all the way back into town. It's been very nice. Listening to podcasts, laughing to myself maniacally. I'm sure people <laughs> think I'm crazy, but it's yeah, Saranac really Lake. Nice. <laughs> and you get that really good view of Mackenzie right there. Really good view of Mackenzie. Uh, yeah. Incredible uh, view of McKenzie. Picking really. up some trash. There's a lot of trash on that trail, um, but you know, doing what I can. And uh, yeah, it's um, so that's been nice. You know, getting out, exploring town, uh, seeing things, and uh, you know, stretching my legs a little and laying low. Wow. Yeah. Well, and yeah, also I skied. And that was great at Pisgah. If you're out at night walking the train tracks and you hear a maniacal laughter in the distance, just know it's Wade Bastion. Yep. It's me. Renowned entomologist. (laughs) Well, Footstuff Podcast is going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll bring you some hiker news from around the country. So this is interesting. Listen to this, guys. I was just looking up the anthology of the gin blossoms, and I saw (laughs) that their genre is not just alternative rock they're also classified beneath jangle pop yeah i can see jangle pop sure <laughs> what's jangle, jangle pop? pop what do you mean what's jangle you pop? you know when you take your keys out of your pocket but you're wiggling them around a little too much and you yeah know, trying to find the oh right that's one? jangle that's jangle pop yep. you put a little drum beat under that and i always like thought it was synth, the sound pop. of pot unpopped popcorn kernels in a metal bowl so if you listen to rem it's jangle pop yeah, Jangle Pop. But Shoegaze is like... R.E.M. is Jangle Pop? Apparently, the Smiths what? and R.E.M. are Jangle Pop I was legends. honestly listening to the Smiths on the way down here, and I was singing so loud in the car. <laughs> You're Jangleman. I love the Smiths. One of my favorite bands of all time. Allison's favorite band of all time. Seriously? Yeah. Smiths. What's yours, Wade? The lead singer, Modest Mouse. His side band uh, that does... Ugly Casanova. Yeah, Ugly Casanova. Oh They're my great, God. too. They're so, so good. Yeah. Maybe... Uh, what's his name? Isaac Brock, I want to say, but that's probably not right. I don't know what that guy's name is. He looks like a dead crow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, he makes good music. <laughs> well, hey, gang. Welcome back to Footstuff Podcast. 
So we have some hiker news today. Wade Bastion is actually going to bring us some news from a more southerly New York region and state park. Thank you very much. Uh, Starting at the end of March, so it's already started, uh, the list of Catskill 3500 mountains you have to climb to be a part of their club uh, no longer includes the mountains Graham and Doubletop. Uh, these are two mountains that are located entirely on private property, and uh, the public that's been hiking has been granted access because of the landowners uh, have allowed it, and they uh, the landowners closed down those trails uh, at the beginning of the pandemic and have gone out to like kind of survey the land and see what's going on, and due to all of the impact, they decided to just close them permanently. Um, so those mountains are no longer on the list starting uh, in uh, starting for this summer season. So over the winter, they had decided, but you could still climb them for the winter. But starting now... Uh, you well, no, it's actually so over the winter, they had two alternatives oh, yes, that, that you could I, climb, I and which was one of them was Millbrook Ridge Mountain, the not really a mountain that Allison and I did when we went down there that had that bucket toilet by the lean-to. Oh, that's uh, right, a yeah, bucket toilet. exactly. <laughs> but now, yeah, now yeah. they've just taken them off completely. You can't do it yet at all. So it's yeah. the Catskill 33s. Uh, that sounds better. <laughs> the 33s yeah so um that's what you got to do to uh hike those mountains um a little update and yeah also don't trash a mountain because that's how these things happen yeah People give a mountain like special kisses yeah. when you're there well delicious matt bear besides you know lean twos with, with ground toilets what was it exactly it was a bucket a bucket just a ra- oh yeah, yeah it was just an overturned bucket with a toilet seat on okay. it okay yeah. yeah people do like to do that actually yeah, at, oh, at established yeah, campsites yep. yeah please don't leave those there delicious matt bear you have more news i have one story um from also a southerly location patagonia <laughs> oh yeah ah, it's oh. not what you think takes a stand against the georgia voting laws ah. asking others to join so Patagonia's new CEO, Ryan Gilbert, um, is picking up where his predecessor left off by speaking up and speaking out, um, by publicing, publicly opposing the new voting restrictions in Georgia. Um, they have, as a company, pledged a million dollars split equally between the Black Voters Matter Fund and the new Georgia Project, which is pretty awesome. God damn. And they have said for other businesses to take a stand and take the following actions um, to help fund the activists that are working to challenge the recently passed laws in Georgia and su- support voter um, voting registration efforts, um, sending a letter to senators that represent the states where you conduct business business, calling them to pass the For the People Act, which is H.R. 1, and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, or VRAA, and also commit commit to uh, reaching out to business partners to facilitate speaking out against further state laws that would further restrict voting access. So, hell yes, Patagonia. Yeah, good job, Patagonia. Yep. Yes. One of the more nefarious components of those restrictions in Georgia that I find ridiculous is that if you're standing in line to exercise your franchise to vote, no one can give you food or water. If, what, what the fuck? Yeah, if you saw someone on the way to Mount Marcy who needed food and water... Well, that's different. I wouldn't give it but to also, you. But also, it's not even that. How in the actual fuck would that have anything to do with 
the voting that you are about to do is whether or not you are hydrated. Yeah. I would definitely help out someone it is who is in need of food and water suppression. Just, that is someone who has no fucking chill, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's put this in there. Fuck them. Well, the problem is, too, in parts of Georgia, there aren't as many voting locations that are accessible to reach, so, so lines long are line. longer. And it, you if, have to wait all day, pretty much. Some, yeah, just like cross. hiking to Mount Marcy, New York State's highest mountain, it's a long way. If you don't have enough food and water, it's a tough journey. And if you're out in the Georgia sun all day, it's a tough journey. So I, I don't know. That's crazy to me. I think yeah. you should be able to help fellow human beings out no matter the circumstances. Yeah, you can't tell me that I can't give someone water. Help someone out. Yeah, well. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Bear. Footstuff Podcast. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to bring you news from the border of Pakistan in Tibet. Why did you touch a jalapeno? I was eating jalapenos. How else am I supposed to consume them whole? I don't know, fork? <laughs> okay, yeah, that would actually solve the problem. Yeah, that logic actually works <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, Just don't stick the fork in your ear, you dummy. <laughs> okay, well, hey gang, welcome back to Footstuff Podcast. Okay, so... K2. By most Footstuff fans, you would probably consider this to be known as the harrowing backdrop of the most important cinematic achievement of our time, Vertical Limit. <laughs> With, it, it Wait, stars. was that that 90s band? No, Vertical Horizon was the ah, 90s band. Shit, yeah. That's Django Pop. It is Django Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Vertical Limit starring the incomparable Bill Paxton. It came out in the year 2000. Is he the president from Independence Day? That's not Bill Paxton. No, that's Bill Pullman. Oh, Bill Pullman. Pullman. I believe we've had this discussion on this podcast. You know, I would vote for Bill Pullman if he actually actually ran ran for president. Based upon that speech. That speech is pretty good. It is good. And he needs to be in a fight airplane. One of them's dead. Yeah, Paxton. Paxton's dead? Yeah, game over, man. Oh, yeah. But hey, you know what, man? He was in Twister. And that was all right. I watched Twister at a very young age. I did too, and I grew up in a place where there's tornadoes like every thirty or forty minutes. I so grew. <laughs> it I was grew really triggering to watch <laughs> where there weren't tornadoes, so I had no idea. Oh uh, yeah, would come. I've seen yeah. one. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, whoa. Well, speaking of natural disasters, wait, hold on a second. Okay, do cows actually get swept up in tornadoes? I mean, if it's big enough, if it's like F four, F five, it yeah. could literally sweep up like gravity or some shit. It's crazy. <laughs> I love that movie. Do you mean like Sandra VHS Bullock. copies of Gravity? Wait, I don't think that one came out on VHS. Oh, they don't still make movies on VHS? No, I don't think they do. Actually, I think they stopped that a really long time ago. <laughs> Once again, this dates me. Okay. K2. Oh, this dinosaur is going to continue his story now. <laughs> on the border of Pakistan and Tibet lies the world's second tallest mountain. Does anyone know what the first tallest is? <laughs> uh, oh, no, we just... Uh, Fiji. Fiji. No, Fuji. it's actually... No, not Fiji the country, Mount Fuji. Fuji. It's actually no, K1. <laughs> only 800 feet shorter than mount everest and 900 miles to the northwest is 
K2, the world's doom triangle. You've seen the pictures. If not, <laughs> Google K2. Doom triangle <laughs> is going to be the name of my band. <laughs> Since 1954, only 377 people have ever summited K2. In that time, since the first recorded ascent, 1954, 87 people who've tried to climb the mountain have died. That means 23% of people who try to climb K2 die. Basically, it's a one in four. That might not be perfect statistical math, but Everest, the tallest mountain in the world, this is a comparison in contrast, 9,000 people, over than that now, have summited Mount Everest. Wow. 300 people have died while attempting to climb Everest. Could have sworn that number would have been higher. Yeah, I'm actually surprised it's only 9,000. Of course, there are more attempts, so these statistics aren't telling the truth. But if you do the math, 300 deaths, 9,000 summits, 3.3% of people who've summited. So it's the second highest fatality rate of any of the 8,000-meter mountains, the first actually being Annapurna, which had 191 summits, and out of that, 61 fatalities. Hell yes! It's like half. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Well, here's the deal with K2. Uh, History was made on January 16th, 2021, just a few months ago, K2, think about this. Of all the 8,000-meter peaks, only eight expeditions have ever set out for a winter ascent of K2, and only one of them has succeeded, and that just happened January 16th, 2021. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Now, this is a heroic effort. It was led by 10 people. There are 10 people in this group, all of them Nepalese, and all of them among Nepalese. Uh, Nepali indigenous groups. So this is the first time that uh, an 8,000 meter peak was climbed in the winter where all of the climbers were indigenous members of Sherpa or Magar tribes in Nepal. This is really cool. Now, K2 doesn't lie within Nepal. It's on the border of Tibet and Pakistan. But this group of Nepali indigenous peoples went as a team. They don't have a singular person who summited. They summited together. When they arrived at the summit, they sang the Nepalese national anthem and all are credited as a team for accomplishing this goal. That's amazing. Really cool. cool. And the most common approach, let's talk about K2. Uh, being the second tallest mountain, there's just a few fun facts to go through. Matt Bear, jump in at any moment with your fun facts out of your leather-bound notebook. The most common approach up K2 is the Abruzzi Spur, which is the southeast ridge. Get this. It is a raw 10,860 vertical feet from the valley floor below. Along the way to attain the summit, you have to go through features such as the house chimney, the black pyramid, the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> the black pyramid is kind of terrifying. Isn't that a thing in Lost? Probably. Uh, that's the black smoke. It's the black rock. Yeah, the Wait, black, oh, rock. black rock. Yeah. Black rock. Uh, Polar bear. That's where the dynamite's from. The, do, do you remember the, guy the glycerin up. sweat? I will never forget the glycerin sweat. You got sweat. some arts on you. Yeah, arts. Yeah, arts had some glycerin sweat. That's a deep sweat. cut right Man, there. Great writing. <laughs> Some of these features on K2 are at an 80-degree slope. Picture Ouch. that. That's hot. Wow. So the most fearsome feature is probably called the bottleneck. 
It's the site of the deadliest uh, accident on K2, which happened in 2008 when 11 people died during uh, an avalanche happened and a lot of other nightmarish things happen at night on K2 when the ropes are gone. Eleven died in this ice gully called the Bottleneck. If you want to watch... just go away at night? Oh, if the avalanche comes. There oh, is a right. documentary called The Summit that I would highly recommend yeah, that talks about this yeah. harrowing night on K2. The first British-American woman, Vanessa O'Brien, who summited K2, has this to say about the mountain. On K2, the only guarantee is that something will go wrong. This brings us to 2021, when a Nepalese group of Sherpas and Magar come together to try to be the first team to climb K2 in the wintertime. You know who was there at the same time was Colin O'Brady, the Arctic explorer? Oh, He didn't even make it. On the same day, January 16th, a Spaniard died. So the mountain is always Wait, dangerous. You mean like at K2 or just no. like in the <laughs> world somewhere? Can you believe a, it? A Spaniard has died. <laughs> On K2. Climbing K2, unfortunately, passed away. So here's the deal. We often overlook the accomplishments of the indigenous people that have guided Westerners on these 8,000-foot, 8,000-meter uh, summits uh, but this is a time to recognize the indigenous peoples of Nepal that help everyone out and have done something incredible. They were able to get up there in the winter, never been done, and they had to endure minus 58 degree temperatures on the summit that day. Minus 58 degrees Fahrenheit. That's cold. And that's an easy day in the winter, they say, on K2. I bet. Just an easy day. Remember, that Spaniard died. So it was a very bad day to be up there. But actually, they were lucky. There were only 10-mile-an-hour winds during their summit push. There are three camps along the way up K2. So they, they were able to achieve this noteworthy accomplishment on a day that was quite favorable in the realm of winter on K2. Uh, But here we go. Here's an account from Alan Arnett, who successfully climbed K2 in 2014. (laughs) He has this to say. You actually rock climb using hands and feet. Look for handholds. Literally use your upper body to ascend. You use the front points of your crampons, not for traction on snow slope, but to secure your body to a vertical ice or rock wall. It is a game of tiny edges, of inches. Your body is supported by your feet. Your hands prevent you from falling backwards. If you slip on loose rock and are not properly secured, you will fall and die. There is no recovery opportunity. Climbing K2 is about as serious as one can get at severe altitude. And the descent is in some ways worse. You must rig repel over and over. Each one must be perfect. There is zero room for error. There is a maze of old ropes on KT2 that need to be cleaned up. If you choose the wrong rope and you slip, thus weighing the rope, it will break. You are exhausted. (laughs) The lack of mental focus is very real, so mistakes are easy and often. No one can climb for you. You are on your own totally responsible for yourself no guide sherpa teammates porter can climb for you you must constantly be on the outlook for large microwave size falling rocks that can kill you instantly (laughs) finally alan says avalanches are a constant threat 
So what the Sherpas did in the winter magnifies their accomplishment. I don't... That doesn't sound like fun. No. No. Uh, The historical context puts this all into sharp relief. Unlike most expeditions, you know, Sherpas are always there assisting Westerners going up and uh, even, you know, we credit the first summit of Mount Everest to uh, Sir Edmund Hillary. Sir Edmund Hillary, but Tenzing <laughs> Norgay was you there say too. Sir, not Knight. Wait. Knight Edmund Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> That's so him after dark. The achievement has caused for great pride uh, in the, uh, the Nepali communities worldwide. And when they took their final steps together and sang the national anthem, it was this moment of national unity for Nepal, and I am so proud to of that that K two was climbed in the winter by these people, these ten people, these individuals, uh, and I think it's a great uh, credit to their strength, their determination, their skill. I'll never go up an eight thousand meter peak. I can't believe that they. One of them even did it without oxygen. I don't know, Matt Bear. If you have he more... held his breath the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if you have more fun facts, Matt Bear, the time is now. Um, I do. So, Austrian climber Gerlind Kallenbrummer became the first woman to climb all fourteen eight thousand footers after reaching the summit of K two. On the 23rd of August, 2011, so not that long ago. That's sick. Um, and she also yeah. did all of that with no supplemental oxygen, which is insane. Wow. Um, does anyone know what the K stands for? Kilimanjaro. Uh, Karakorim. <laughs> Krusty the Clown. <laughs> is it the mountain range? Karakorim? It's Karakorim. Yes. Karakorim, is exactly. that how you say it? Exactly, yep. Corn. So yeah, this is but not... backwards are. This isn't the Himalayas. (laughs) The Karakoram is another mountain range at the western edge of Tibet where it hits Pakistan and Mm -hmm. all the Jans. Um, I'm sure Tajikistan as well. I looked into like the individuals who are on the trip. They're all fascinating and have done incredible like world record mountain climbs i don't have the research with me oh um i know two two of the leaders of the group that took charge they're like worth their own oh one of them mingma sherpa he has 22 summits of 8,000 meter peaks he's been to a few of them a couple times yeah and then the other guy nims is his name yeah that oh, was the one that really stood out to me. Nims uh, has done 14 without supplemental oxygen. <gasps> mm-hmm. All right, I'm ca- next challenge. I'm calling it out. Who's going to Everest K2? Everest Who's going to Everest K2? <laughs> go up. Challenge is out there. Go up all of it, then back down, then up a little. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nims and Mingma Sherpa are the only two people in the world with a summer ascent of K2 and now a winter ascent of K2. What, no one's going to grid them now? <laughs> no one's going to grid the 8,000 meter, meter peaks? Come on. Single season. <laughs> Nims is also known in the mountaineering world because in 2020, he summited all 14 8,000 meter peaks in six months and six days. Yeah. That's Holy a record, shit. clearly. Uh, so th- the people on this expedition were professionals, and they came together as a group to do something extraordinary. Congratulations yeah. to this Nepalese group. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Well, perfect. Well, Footstuff Podcast is going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll bring you some plugs for Footstuff Nation. 
through hikers moon the train when it comes up. Mo- through hikers moon the train. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. cog railway. Yeah, yeah oh, the cog railway. Mount the blight, like, the blight launcher is what I like to call. <laughs> yeah. That so train. what you did is you rode the train with no pants on. <laughs> 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 well, hey gang, welcome back to Footstuff Podcast. <laughs> We have some plugs for Footstuff Nation, but first, we just got to thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can subscribe to this high-quality outdoor recreation comedy on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify if you like what you hear and you're thirsty for more. You could potentially leave us a review on iTunes. No one did it this week, and that's okay. Uh, but Matt Bear, did any emails come in to footstuffpodcast at gmail.com? Um, just one. And it is from the one, the only, Michaela Dunn. Whoa, Michaela. And it is entitled, We Found the Whiskey. No. And it's just a a photo of an empty glass whiskey bottle. So I don't think it's actually the whiskey. But, but it is a whiskey. But she sent us, she sent us photo of, a photo of some trash. But, but it does count as cool. trash. Yeah. Thank you, Michaela Dunn, for picking up this trash out of the backcountry and bringing it back. And just thank you, Michaela Dunn, in general. Yeah, yeah it's you. in general. I have a few plugs this week. One is to Matt Adams, guest from last week's Matt episode. Mr. That's Matt one of my shout-outs, but I'll get Matt there. Adams, thank you for... I don't know if we are pilfering this Juice Bomb IPA off of you or if you left it here intentionally, but thank you so very much. Don't leave things at the studio. That is the lesson here. <laughs> like that cheese. It's definitely rotten. <laughs> I haven't talked about the cheese in a while. I also just want to shout-out all of my nieces. I saw two of my nieces went to the Wilton Preserve. I hope they're not listening. They <laughs> they went there and painted little flower pots at the Wilton Preserve, uh, and they are going to... I paint flower pots at my house Shout sometime. out to Jeremy Utz <laughs> for also painting flower pots. Matt Bear, do you have any plugs? Uh, yeah, I want to shout out the Access Fund for all the great work they do in helping preserve climbing areas in America. Um, shout out again to Friedman Sports for fixing up my bike. That was awesome. Yeet. And shout out to the worst climbing movie ever made, Vertical Limit. You bought it up. I just had to shout it out again. <laughs> uh, you really shouldn't watch it, but if you've never seen it, you should watch it once. And Oh, and don't trust Bill Paxton with that... With that Dex. The Dex, yeah. Oh, maybe we should have maybe we should have a footstuff watch party. Oh, we could live that stream movie. it. No, that would be pretty sick. <laughs> Bill Paxton, he'll pill for the dexamethasone from you. Oh, he'll get it. Wade Bastion. Uh, I now have three plugs. I I went into this having two. I now have a third. Ooh. Uh first, while on the topic of Matt Adams, I saw him today. He was pulling out of the parking lot that I park in. Uh, to go to the place where I live in Saranac Lake. He was pulling out of a parking spot. I parked in that parking spot. Thank you, Matt Adams. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Um, Second, on the topic of movies, Devil Wears Prada. Pretty good movie. No. Absolutely not. It's It's an even worse band. You should not watch the movie. You should not listen to the band. Anne Hathaway is... So great in that. She's fantastic. Check Why it out. Why have you done this? <laughs> I'm going to listen to a podcast about it tomorrow, so I needed to watch the movie first. Uh, and the third shout-out, Celia from work earlier yes. today was at the world's largest truck stop. I think it was oh. today. I don't know. She sent me the picture today. So Wait, I've it, been is, there. Isn't that out west? Isn't yeah, that in, in Iowa? I, is Iowa. it Iowa? Yep. Is it one? Iowa. It's on... There's, Iowa what's that, what's 80. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yep. on 80. Yep. yep. Yes. It's right There's there. also a really big one in Wyoming that's called Little America. Has, huh. 
Shout out to if, if anyone's ever been to Little America. <laughs> let us know. It's a terrifying place. Yeah, and um, bring spikes and snowshoes if you have to hike in the high peaks, but also don't hike in the high peaks because the trail conditions are terrible. Just walk along a road. Or rollerblade. Yeah, or get on a train without your pants on. Or get on a train without <laughs> your pants on. That's all I got. I don't know if you if you should do that. Yeah, that's me. Thank you, Wade. You're welcome. Jeremy. I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, Matt Adams <laughs> uh, for no reason other than he exists. Yeah, um, nice Matt guy. Adams is really cool. Yeah, so really shout cool. out. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Jeff Murray, who I met for the first yes. time, who was also super sick. And Jeff Murray's dog. Pogi. Uh, yeah, Pogi, if you're listening. Uh, hello. And uh, Nate Atkinson. And I also wanted to give a shout out to the Bark Eater Trails Alliance mm-hmm. for providing me with this delicious t-shirt. It's very nice. Um, Jeremy is wearing a Jackrabbit Johansson t-shirt. You from the bet rally. your Jackrabbit rally. I am. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know if the t-shirts are still available, but they do have some other the merch buffs out are. there right now. Oh, yeah, the Go buffs. Go get you a buff. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have. Thank you, Jeremy. Well, uh, one other thing is uh, Bears Ears National Monument. I think it should be bigger. I think it should be restored in size to its full allotment. Uh, pre, I think they should double it. Pre, yeah, triple it. Pre 2017. Also, make it the anyone, whole bear face. If anyone ever fucking goes there, we have a brick that yeah, we have never seen. How's no one gone? Come on, man. We, we need to see the brick. It's been years. There is allegedly a visitor no center print. at Bears Ears National Monument. It was reduced in size by President Trump to 85% of its original size. So we got to bring that back. Save Bears Ears. Uh, and at that visitor center, we sent one of our donations to create a brick. Footstuff Podcast Brick. at the Bris- We created a brick. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. That's the Footstuff Brick. If anyone goes to Utah, it might be a plaque. I don't know what it let is. Let us a plaque know. or a brick? I don't know. It's a brick. I, I hope it's one of those like uh, it looks like a stone, but it's actually made of like granite, and then it's engraved. You know, have you Ooh, ever seen those? Yeah, oh, those like with nice. the hidden key thing underneath. That's a different thing, but yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> those are made of plastic. Well, they look real. They do look real. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's why don't ever have rocks outside of your house because everyone will Shit. flip them over when you're not home. <laughs> if you hear a low hum of a street sweeper in the distance, strap on anything and keep it wild. Keep it-